Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1, Monday Motivation. 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 On LMFM. Yes, my next guest is somebody whom I've had the pleasure of knowing both professionally in my work here in LMFM and also in my voluntary work with the Drogheda Arts Festival and personally as a friend for quite a few years now. She's a woman who has a real passion for the arts and has enjoyed a wide and varied career in the sector, starting out as an actress before moving into community and outreach work, where she carried out a variety of different roles, from setting up her own children's theatre company to becoming general manager of City Arts Centre Dublin and Calippo Theatre Company, before taking on the role as director of Drehid Arts Centre, where she devotes an awful lot of her time to nurturing and supporting local artists, as well as entertaining us, with a variety of new innovative events and exhibitions that she programmes. She's somebody who seems to have endless energy, a woman who keeps going no matter what the challenge. Even now, when the arts sector is facing a huge crisis, she has managed to support artists and keep audience connected with a range of online events that kept us all very, very engaged and entertained during the lockdown period. I'm delighted to have Colette Farrell, Director of Drihid Arts Centre, with me for Monday Motivation. How are you doing, Colette? I'm good, Sinead. How are you? I am great. Now, you know, I know obviously that you've been involved in the art sector for quite a number of years, but what drew you into the art scene initially? Because, you know, you were somebody who grew up in Finglas, you know, at a time when there wouldn't have been, you know, huge cultural hubs. Uh, So where did this kind of love of arts come from? Well, I I suppose um, when I was growing up, my mother used to sing. And then also as well, she had a great love of musicals. So every uh, Sunday afternoon when I, tre- I grew up with three brothers and I'm the eldest, when the lads were off watching football, myself and mam used to watch um, Hollywood musicals, you know, and, and black and white movies. So I grew up, I suppose, with Judy Garland, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, etc. I suppose just from that, the idea of, um, of performing, you know. And then I suppose through secondary school as well then, I was in secondary school, I had this notion as well I I wanted to be a teacher and I had this notion as well that maybe I could combine kind of arts and teaching like if we if I was teaching Shakespeare that in some way I'd have uh, you know teenagers performers and and that's how I would kind of teach um, uh, Shakespeare but yeah that's where it all started just growing up and thinking yeah I want to be on that stage I want to sing I want to dance whatever you know 
jazz hands. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, like most people, really, the only sort of outlet, I suppose, that was available was Irish dancing. That was the kind of taster. I, yeah, yeah. I did it. I did it for a couple of, um, I did it for a couple of years, yeah, in Finglas. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, there was no real kind of arts and cultural provision in Finglas. Like, it's not like now where mm. we have the wonderful Axis um, Arts Centre up in Ballymun. Uh, so there was an outlet, I suppose, yeah, in terms of Irish dancing. Uh, I did it for a couple of years. I, I won a couple of medals. And again, I started teaching kids Irish dancing you know kind of mentoring them in class and stuff like that but that was really it um, I mean after that I suppose uh, one thing that does stick out in my memory I, I was about 18 or so and I, I went to see this um, I went to the Project Arts Centre for the first time and I saw this wonderful piece by um, a great uh, director Peter Sheridan and, yes um, it was called The Kips, The Digs and The Village. And it was a group of community actors, I suppose, at the time. And it was a piece about real life and real life in the, uh, the Monto district um, in Dublin, um, going way, way back, which would have been kind of uh, the, the red light district as such. Mm. And that really had an impact me, on me, I suppose, in a way, in that here was a, a piece that was very much about giving kind of people a voice about, you know, about history, about the past and having uh, people on stage that were part of this kind of community um, acting group. So that made a, an impression. And then I, I went on to UCD and was continuing with, I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to change kind of education, etc. And uh, I discovered Drama Sock. Yes, so, and this was crucial because uh, this was quite, quite serendipitous in a lot of ways because, you know, like many people in college, you know, you, you go into these various groups and you meet like-minded people. And this was where your love of drama and theatre really was kind of developed was in Drama Sock, yes? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, UCD had Drama Sock and still does. And then Trinity College had uh, the Players uh, Drama Group and, and still does. And I mean, over that time, I mean, I was in college in the 80s, like, you know what I mean? And with people like um, Siobhan Burke, who, who would have been one of the producers, say, on, on Love is the Drug, the TV series, mm. and, and Kate Lennon was another producer on that. And... Um, just all of these people and like-minded people who really wanted, I suppose, to uh, create and, 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 and make plays. And at the same time, I was studying English and was introduced to, uh, you know, Ibsen and, and, and Miller. And again, the whole thing of being able to see real-life stories on stage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it, it, stories that some of them were issue-based and just given the, the, these characters, um, uh, you know, voices. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I did. And I actually... I sewed, I think, for most of my time in drama sock because I was too nervous a lot of the time to go up on stage. Indeed, my, my first audition, I brought two of my friends along. For like, you know, <laughs> moral just, support. Yeah, just for moral support. There was about five lines. But obviously, I got more confident as I went on. I cannot imagine you staying on the sidelines at all in anything. Well, That's what <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I did. I did. And then when I, when I kind of left, I, I kept on, you know, I had kind of decided, look, let's kind of see, can I give it a go? Which was... Uh, quite a bold quite. move. This was a bold move because, yeah. you know, when did the teaching kind of part of you initially stop and then this focus on acting and theatre begin? Uh, by the way, I'm sure your parents would have loved this idea that you were going to focus on the acting. No, I mean, I think they were quite <laughs> devastated when I kind of said, well, look, I'm not going to do teaching. It was gradually over over the time in UCD, do you know what I mean? And mm. drama stuff just became a bigger thing, um, a part of my life, I suppose. And I... Yeah, I mean, the parents didn't really um, take it too well. I, I, I used to work in the, uh, 
the Rotunda Hospital in the in the canteen there, like all the way through college, it was a way of earning money. So I I, I would have had that for for um, a, a little while, kind of after after leaving college, and and then kind of left and and, and started to get some work. And initially, you know, was working with a, a group say called Horizon. These two outdoor Shakespeare and Stevens Green, and would have been wardrobe there and and sewing. And then kind of had, you know, a bit more confidence to go into acting. And, and one of my first kind of big parts, if not the only big part, was uh, Paul uh, Mercier's Passion Machine. So, wow, like, yeah. Yeah, they were over on the north side and everybody like Jerry Ryan uh, was in it, who was in the Southwest West last night. Give that a shout out. <laughs> and um, uh, Brendan Gleeson was in it. And uh, Paul wrote this great role called Stella. And I played Stella in a play called Spacers. Um so yeah, and, and I suppose at that time you have to remember as well, there was no training. Like no. There, there, there was the Focus Theatre and the, and, and the wonderful Deirdre O'Connell was over there doing Stanislavski Method, but there was no Lear, there was no Gaiety School of Acting, uh, you know, there was no drama courses in Trinity. Mm. So, you know, you were doing one-off workshops and, and kind of training and, and, and kind of stuff like that. And then I had the opportunity to do a, a year in the Abbey Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was uh, the only time they ever ran it, as, as far as I know. It, it was a directing for uh, theatre and the media, and the amazing Tomas McCanna uh, was the director um, of this course, and we did it somewhere offsite out in Ballsbridge, and we'd, um, you know, Ray Yates would have been one of the lecturers, and, and Peter Sheridan, and then Tomas himself. So that was a fantastic year to get into the nitty gritty of everything and not just performing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All the behind the scenes stuff, because you did an awful lot of this as well. You, did, you know, as you mentioned, you did, you know, a lot of the costume design, but you yeah. did an awful lot of stage management as well. And, you know, you're mentioning a few people there, but there's quite a number of famous faces that have popped up in your life uh, a lot in, in Ireland. Uh, but did you have the same passion for working behind the scenes in the stage manager role as you did performing and being out front and centre. Yes, I absolutely did. I'm telling you the truth, I probably had more, right? I, you know, at, at a certain stage, I think I realised, look, I'm never going to be an amazing actress. I'm a bit, I, I'm mediocre. I'm kind of good, but I wasn't terribly disciplined. So, you know, it, it's not like nowadays where, y- you know, you're, you're, you're keeping fit and you're mm. training and uh, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, mind and body and everything like that. I mean, in, in those days, for me anyway, like I'd be doing a show at night and then I'd be going off partying down to a nightclub <laughs> in Leeson Street till two o'clock in the morning and then getting up the next afternoon. So discipline wasn't a great thing when it came to acting. But I fa- and then, as I said, I felt I was just mediocre. So in terms of stage management, I found that I had a lot of other skills in a way that, um, uh, you know, I would apply to that. Yeah. yeah, I was organized um, you know, I, I was dedicated and I really, you know what I mean, was good behind the scenes in terms of, uh, you know, allowing or facilitating a piece to happen, even as an assistant stage manager or then as a stage manager. So I, I, I kind of... I really, really liked it, and I suppose I was more disciplined um, around that, that side of well. it. Yes, yeah. yeah, and this is kind of where you've you, you found your calling. But you know, you've you faced so many challenges. You know, as I mentioned there in the intro, you've you've had a wide variety in your in your career. There, you know, um, you faced no funding for productions, uh, shows not selling as well yeah. as you thought might happen. Uh, no government support. You know, being out of work mm-hmm. now, an empty theatre. But how did you feel, first of all, when, when Leo Varadkar came on the television and told us we were all going into lockdown? Was it blind panic or confusion or what was going through your mind? No, well, it wasn't blind panic because I suppose I'm at a stage in my life that I kind of, um, I like to think I'm proactive than reactive. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So 
I kind of, you know, was like, breathe, be calm, you know what I mean? Make sure as well all the, the staff around me were okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also at that stage as well, we had an amazing show, uh, St. Bridget's Drama Group were in with the Hag, and it was selling out, do you know what I mean? Yes. It was sold out, in fact, so one felt very, very sorry for them. I mean, we have a great relationship with all the kind of amateur dramatic groups, so right in the middle of this successful run. So there was a lot of, look at, checking in with the staff, making sure St. Bridget's um, were okay, and then you're gradually moving on to maybe... You, you know, we had to move on to lots of other shows that were coming in and you're checking in, in, in with artists. So it was kind of st- taking a step back and I, I suppose being reflective in a way and also taking things slowly. So, mm. you know, you're not rushing in and diving in and going, OK, you know, so decisions actually took a long time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in, in a way. And I think that was really important. I mean, I suppose the big thing for me as well, I mean, Real Art Centre very much, you know, our, 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 our mission and our, our, and our vision and what we do is very much about supporting artists and the development and work of artists in the Northeast region. It's very much about engaging with audiences. So, you know, that, that kind of vision and mission as such is still there, but it's just just how you deliver then. So that just took a little bit of time. So you, you can't deliver it live. So what do you do? Do you know what I mean? And oh, I, and you, you did this so well with the with moving everything online. I mean, you had to reconfigure programming. Like people have to understand as well, programming takes such a long oh, time yeah. to put together. All that's completely gone. So how do you reconfigure this? And you did it so, so well with Drihid Connects. Well, thank you. I mean, as I said, I did it slowly. I mean, I, I, I didn't go out in the first week or two and go, oh my God, we must go online. Because look, at, at the end of the day, I'm so much, even though I would have worked in film at a certain time in my life. I'm so much about live art, you yeah. know what I mean? That communal gathering of, of, of people being together, either attending a gallery event of music um, or, or, or theatre, you know, and that's hugely um, important to me. So I didn't rush in. I didn't do, even at the end of the day, lots of kind of live streaming or anything um, like that. I mean, it, it, so I, I talked to a lot of the artists we work with. So, you know, SJ McArdle, we were meant to bring the brilliant port. Yes, of course. Yes. Summer, right? gone until next year hopefully but Stevie um, you know, he was the one person who did four kind of short kind of live streaming sessions so we kind of put Port um, online um, Stevie again um, I you know asked him would he create a, a season and choose um, singer-songwriters um, and uh, we'd film it and record it so we did that we, we looked at other mediums as well like Gronia Rafferty um, who you know quite well who, which, who yes. was on our stage a lot and working away we were meant to be doing her first play this year so Gronia went on the radio with your good selves and she's going to be going on again um, down the line we went into the print um, uh, media as well like with kind of Drihid Connect so I guess we, we took things slowly and then we looked at other mediums as well and also as well you know working with artists like with our, our, our artists and association like Gronia and also Nicola Pearson is our artist and association another one for, for this year she worked on, on, on Red Diaries we, our literature audience development officer Danny Gill brought literature as well in the, in, the, in the live network which we would have screened through that kind of to our YouTube channel mm. we made a film Yes, that's right. And, 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 and a young filmmaker, Ewan McNulty, for Quinnanoog. And, you know, we put that on our YouTube channel. And then behind the scenes as well, working with, you know, um, uh, Toll 2, who, who are a theatre company in residence. And trying, I suppose, to be as much as possible 
there for kind of artists. I mean, we, we did recently an Irish Theatre Institute kind of um, Zoom for theatre artists and uh, myself and Paul Hayes from Anton and, and Belinda from Solstice and we very much would have hosted with the ITI and all about, look, this is what we do and we're here. And as we say to artists, you know, what you need to do is talk to us. Yes, and this so is what you're all about. This is what you're 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 doing with with your work in Drihid, very much supporting local talent and uh, people in the area. You know, I'm I'm talking about challenges. Obviously, COVID is presenting a massive challenge. Would you chalk this up as being the the biggest challenge you've had to face? I think so. I mean, I really think you know, there's been ups and downs across. I mean, I'm I'm it's it's like nearly a 35 year career. Um, at the moment, it's kind of scary saying that. But, um, you know, different challenges at, 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 at different times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, like when I, when I finished in Calippo in 2014, I mean, you know, obviously that was a huge wrench and then going to Dublin for a year to Dublin Theatre Festival. But sometimes challenges have, you know, there's positives that can come out of them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, so glad that I had a brilliant year in, in Dublin Theatre Festival working with fantastic people. Um, but COVID, yeah, I mean, look at it. In all our lifetimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be the biggest one. It, it, it has to be the biggest one. And it's also, you know, we, we, we've come out of, of, of lockdown now. We, we reimagined a, a programme and now I'm at that stage where I'm reimagining it all again now. Yeah, and, I mean? and the, the, the issue being now that we need the support for the arts, absolutely. Um, for you, you know, because <laughs> as I mentioned at the start of this, you know, you're somebody that, you know, takes a challenge head on, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you've endless energy. How do you start your day? Tell us about your morning routine. What do you do to be the most productive you can be? I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Sends <laughs> out a really bad uh, signal to your, to your uh, listeners uh, or message. No, I suppose, look, I love my coffee. Anybody who knows me, you know what I mean? I love my coffee. Um, I, I get up early. I'm an early riser. Now, it wouldn't have been like this in my 20s, but mm. I'm very used to, I suppose, maybe getting up at 6 a.m., and getting my kind of head together um, for the day. I mean, you know, I would have an overview for in, in terms of any year or even further than that. I would have weekly lists that would go down into daily lists. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm a big list writer myself. Yeah. 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 And I'm a great believer in lists. And I have to handwrite them. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I not, you know what I mean? Everything is kind of handwritten uh, for me in, in terms of planning before it kind of goes digital. Um, so starting work early, I guess. You mm. know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I you know, and that's just me. And, and that really, really suits me. But I find if I can get ahead of the day and get certain things done in the morning, like at least from half six, and then my daughter goes out to school and then maybe I'm back for a little bit and then I'm going into the centre. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you've got a good bit of the the portion of the work done. Well, listen, Colette, it's been absolutely fantastic having you with me. Drihid.com, you're very much hoping to welcome audiences back very, very shortly. You have a whole range there. I'm looking at it as we speak on the website. next week, Sinead, just to get that in. Launching with a a brilliant event for Culture Night um, that is outdoors in, in buildings. Uh, visual art artists in buildings in Drada, nine buildings. And then from then on, we're hoping to open the venue uh, the 24th of September with our first theatre show. Capacity limited, obviously, mm-hmm. 41 in groups of twos and groups of threes, um, like in pods, but all with two metres social distancing. And we're all... We're all COVID um, compliancy officer trained now, the whole management. Oh, fantastic. We've fantastic. Done everything, COVID response plan, etc., all on our website. So we do hope to be welcoming um, people back into our venue soon. Oh, fantastic. Well, listen, Claire, thank you so, so much for giving us much needed Monday motivation today. OK, thanks, Sinead. Bye. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.